welcome to a special episode of the Afghanistan Project podcast that is solely story. Um, this week, if you listened to our episode with Willie Esky, you will see that there is a story from an Afghan listener, but it's a very short version of that individual's full story. Um, I decided, you know, our, the episode with Will is is really long and in-depth, and so was our conversation with the young teen who wanted to talk about his father's special immigrant visa process. And so today you're getting two episodes, and this one is the full conversation that I had with this young man who is trying so hard to help his father. So I would love for you to tell me about the situation that you are in, that your father is in right now as he waits for his SIV in Afghanistan um, for now, I think more than three years. Uh, right now, I'm uh, not a single word crossed my mind where to start, where not to start, but I'm trying to piece everything together and uh, let you know about everything. So my dad used to be a veteran. He's a general, he used to be a general. Uh, then, um, then American came to Afghanistan, the first invasion of um, United States of America over Afghanistan. So my dad kind of worked with him directly and indirectly. After that, uh, they wanted to send my dad to Kandahar. My mom is a psychologist. She, she's coming from super healthy and wealthy family. And my uh, mom didn't want my dad to go to Kandahar because my mom kind of thought it was kind of a trap. So my dad kind of listened to my mom and my dad didn't go to kandahar so as a result of that my dad got transferred to aviation you know airport after that again my dad found himself in um working with american contracts so he became a cargo handling agent import and export so he has been working for uh so he has been work. He had he had been working since 2014 till 2021. Then Afghanistan fell and everything collapsed and everything. So at first he wanted to get his chart and recommendation letter from Ministry of Defense, but things wasn't but things weren't going the way they were supposed to go to my dad. So he said, "I'm not gonna jeopardize anything. I'm not gonna go to Ministry of Defense." So he got in touch with his. Uh, CEO, Stephen Irons, and he managed to get his a chart and recommendation letter from his from his man, uh, CEO. And it's been almost like a 13, 11, 11 man that his case has, has undergone review and it's kind of a challenging. So I want to start the story from somewhere else, mom, if you want me to start. Sure. What did you okay. want to talk about? I'm happy to hear it. Okay, everything, everything. Well, I, I got this chance and I'm not going to blow it up. Okay. Go uh, ahead. Okay. Uh, it all started with fall of Afghanistan. So I'm sure, I'm sure if all American allies had a chance to write their stories, they would have started the same way as I did. I can guess you're wondering who I am. So I'm not going to mention my name. I'm 18. I'm 10, tall, muscular, coming from an uh, educated, family, educated family. So the only thing that I am on this podcast, I really, not, I really need somebody, something to address to get things off my chest. Yeah. So uh, 
going ahead. So there are six six of us in our family, a dad, a mom, and four brothers of mine. My father is a general, like I said. He's coming from athletic family, and he's in his 50s, but he still goes to gym, something that's very rare in Afghanistan. Not to mention he had worked in aviation department in American contracts. When it comes to my mom, she's a psychologist. She's coming from also educated family. Moreover, she went to Russia and got her master's degree, but deep down she had to set everything of hers on fire alongside with my dad in early 2000 uh, because of Taliban. I never would have imagined of writing if it wasn't for an American brave soldier who fought with his Afghan allies shoulder to shoulder. He says, I write well. I guess I know when people listen to this. It's true. Uh, yeah, when I hear the word Taliban, it brings me a flood of memories. I still can remember it was, I still do watch CNN. I was watching CNN when I got the news that American troops would be withdrawn from Afghanistan. It was like a normal news for me because I was just a minor, but it was a shocking for my folks, for my parents. Without further ado, that they came and Taliban entered the Kabul. The airport was much crowded uh, by people. My mom said to my dad, we would never make it to the inside to the runways and my dad said we have to one way or the other that's the only chance we got that's the only shot we got then i heard the news from cnn that all western westerners have urged all of their allies to get away from airport as soon as possible uh, that day we didn't go to the airport and after that we heard explosion around the airport uh, too many a couple of explosions took place around the airport ISIS took responsibility for that. I was speechless because, like I said earlier, I was just 16. I mean, what could I have possibly said anything? I got back to my normal routine watching CNN. There was a special coverage going on. A big deadline appeared on CNN screen reminding us of what would happen after uh, the very end of August. So after 15 miserable days, eventually the deadline was taken down by CNN. Maybe it was an end to an American longest war, but it was the beginning for us. That's not my one and only story that I got. I got the other one. I'm not sure about the exact date, but it was around 9 o'clock p.m. when we heard the wild shelling. Uh, later, we have come to realize it was Taliban who was sh shooting, out, shooting out of pride and happiness from defeating United States of America and its allies. The night these shillings lasted for almost like a one hour or something. Though I'm a boy, but I was scared to death. I managed to put my AirPods on in case of more shilling, but I discovered something else. I just want to say it one more time. I discovered something else. I noticed a sense of being scared on my dad's face or my mom trying to use one of her psychology techniques to make us laugh. So I said to myself, come on, mom, what am I? 10 or 14. That's the only terrifying. thing that I was, yeah, the only thing that I was wondering about it was no one but uh, Clarissa Ward, CNN's international correspondent. If you are familiar with her, ma'am, have you watched her on a, on a CNN? Cl I, Clarissa. Mm -hmm, I believe so. Yeah. She was being in Afghanistan. And she was live streaming while she was surrounded by the Taliban fighters right before American embassy. Uh, she's a brave woman. I got to hand it to her. 
But I was asking myself, how was she allowed? And my mom is not allowed to go outside or any other Afghan woman. Our lives have gone, uh, have undergone many changes. In many occasions, I even lost the count. Should I talk about witnessing my mom can go to outdoors without my dad or my brothers can go, can get shaved because it's not allowed. This is so ridiculous. What centuries are we living in? Uh, I knew too many American allies are second here. We were just a drop in the ocean, man. So my dad had worked in Ministry of Defense, like I said earlier. Uh, then he was transferred to Department of Evaluation. So he has his vast network of experience. And I've got a message to those who are, who are in charge, ma'am. I want to pass this information through your podcast. Uh, how about us? This, this is kind of a sentimental, this is kind of emotional, embarrassing when you say it. I wouldn't say it's embarrassing to show the emotions, but I'd love to hear more about about that. I, so, yeah. So how about us? So my father helped Americans directly and indirectly. He used to be a true general. He has been a cyber case holder for almost like three years. And little did I know his case has undergone review, has undergone for review for almost like 11 months in a row. He has also been arrested many times, but he didn't rat anybody out by any means. Afghanistan fell. Unfortunately, when Taliban came, my dad changed. On a scale of one to 10, 10 being perfect, one being miserable, beyond 10. Our lives have changed. In a space mm -hmm. of two years, our lives have turned completely upside down and nothing matters anymore. Nothing makes sense anymore. My dad is sad, upset, scared, obsessed. He's overthinking only because of working with Americans or only because of being a protector, breadwinner, or a provider. My dad doesn't care about himself, I can tell, as a small son of his. All he cares about is his family. That's what every father does. I was going through some hard time seeing my dad like that. I still am. I wanted to open up to somebody, to someone, and it finally got to be you, man. And get everything off my chest. And I kind of did by uh, being on your podcast, expressing all that. Given these circumstances, it leaves me with no choice but to do things hidden, such as being on your podcast without my parents' knowledge in the middle of the night. Though I have reached out to many individuals, but they didn't seem much after realizing how bad the situation is getting for those who worked with foreigners. I'm starting to get sick. I'm starting to get sick of waiting. It has been like a, three years. Mm -hmm. They say nothing lasts forever. But why this one is lasting like forever? I haven't gone to college yet. I guess I'm paying because of what my dad did, working with Americans. Besides, who wants to go to college? Don't want to get brainwashed. The Taliban people. I hope that one day I start educating myself about science of politics because this politics is like a water. You got to be shapeable and everything. This is my takeaway from two year. Each time we seek for help, they respond, we can't do anything. So then why would you keep posting and emailing and stuff like that all the time? Those posts and emails are just keeping our hopes alive, which will never take place. No offense. Uh, as a small son of his, I can sense that no one is getting hold of him. They say every man goes through some hard and dark moments, right? 
I guess he is. My dad is going through some hard times. So I'm kind of emotional reading all of this. I wrote it myself. It took me for almost like a half an hour, not half an hour, less than an hour to wrote it. And I wrote it kind of a, yeah, you better ask me a question. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted to know how is your family getting by now? I mean, you've been, it's been almost three years, two and a half years since the U.S. withdrew. So, uh, is your father able to work at all? Is your mother able to do anything from within the home? Well, good point, ma'am. Uh, my mom, like I said before, my mom is a psychologist. Uh, they're kind of a kind of a complex to know. You know, they're hard to talk. They're hard to complex. My my dad is obsessing, and my and my mom has already started to obsess with him either. Uh, so my mom is a psychologist. She was just a few steps away from getting her PhD in Russia in the 90s. She ditched it. She came back to Afghanistan. She became some high-profile woman. Then all of a sudden, like I said, yeah, right now my mom is a woman of home. Mm-hmm. Is that the right word to put? Yeah, homemaker. She's not allowed to go outside the home and work anymore. Yeah, she's homemaker and she's mm-hmm. just tried to make ends meet. And my dad, yeah, he goes to work. He goes to uh, airport and works, but not that much because he has been called too many times by the Taliban. He has to like uh, attend every day to their office. He just have to be there. Uh, has to be there, yeah. That sounds that very means- scary and overwhelming for him, I imagine. Yeah, oh my God. I got too many things in my mind right now. Nothing crossed my mind. I don't know why. Maybe I need to take my time or something. <laughs> Do, yeah. I I mean, there's no rush to get it all out. Um, I just, what, what would you want someone who's listening to know about the experience that you've had in these last two and a half years? Well, I got him a question. Mm-hmm. Well, I... Well, I do have a question. If you if you want to answer, if you want to answer, that that would be good. If you want to answer, or if you want to pass this question to somebody else, that would be also good. I just want to ask the question. Okay. So, they say you have to study, but nobody's here to teach us. So everybody's kind of a fleeing. They're kind of a leaving Afghanistan. The teachers, the high. Uh, the expertise and everything they're living in Afghanistan. So like this question that I have been meaning to ask everybody, but nobody seemed to give me the right answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, how we can convince our upcoming new generation that education is key of success while you are surrounded with poor educated people and rich uneducated people. So, so I want to study, but I'm not going to get anywhere. Yeah. No matter how hard work I put, so you just have to be uneducated to become someone good in your life. Absolutely. And I know that that's a problem. So many women I talk to particularly are facing now since they can't get an education past yeah. the sixth grade, but for men too, I was talking to Heather Barr from human rights watch the other day. And she was saying that it's a crime against humanity that boys are being forced to learn. Uh, it's basically madrasa style education in a lot of schools right now. And I remember hearing that in the col- in the college system in Afghanistan, there's a lot of new religious learning uh, that is mandatory under the Taliban. So I can understand why it would be 
difficult to want to go to school under that. But I'll tell you what I've told the Afghan women that I talked to too, which is that the Taliban can't stay forever. They won't stay forever. And, you know, education is something that you can get at any time and just keep pressing on and doing the things that keep you, you know, positive. Well, before before I got in line with you, ma'am, I was just listening to the uh, Afghanistan Project episode 40 with okay. Legend. Yeah. Yeah, I was listening to that. And that was like a really something that was really piece of art and everything. The conversation was quite very well. And sometimes I got me thinking. I just, uh, there is this um, international, I Institute for Economic Peace. It's an institute, institute for Economic Peace. It's, this is international institute. It's based in Sydney, also uh, United States of America everywhere. So I just wanna, their latest report shows uh, countries with low education levels mm-hmm. tends to experience a higher occurrence and intense of internal conflict. Yeah, education is completely collapsing here, so. Yes, and I think that's the, I was speaking with a an Afghan ambassador the other day who was telling me that the hole that the Taliban have been able to dig in three years is going to take 20 years to get out of. And, you know, everybody's worried about the brain drain of all of these educated people fleeing Afghanistan. So your your concerns are so spot on. And I understand. And I know that that hits you especially hard because you're of that age that you want to be going and pursuing education and your mother is educated and your father, you know, was so high up in the things that he did. So I know that that has to be really tough. And I wish the best for Afghanistan in terms of getting those educated people back and bringing that robust education to the country. Yeah, I guess it is what it is. You just have got to move on. Well, like I said earlier, maybe my dad is not willing to fight for his right, but I do. My dad is in his 50s. He's not that old. He's young. I don't know why he's uh, don't want to do anything. I guess he knows anything. Oh, he might feel like he can't do anything. And honestly, that's, it's, I think a lot of people hope that there's somebody who has the secret answer that will get them their SIV through or that will push them forward in the line. And there really isn't anything like that, but and it's got to feel very helpless. And he's just trying to do the best he can, I'm sure, for you. And I think it's amazing that you're trying to help your family and doing these things that are not easy yeah but these <laughs> this they may sound kind of hilarious coming from me but these are the things that i have done uh, twice a week i call in vc directly from my phone most of them even know my name <laughs> i, I call them it. every day and they say they say it's under review you gotta wait i even got in touch with my dad's uh, CEO, he's like a CEO, he's a boss. He responds to me. I even asked him to verify my dad to that state. He even verified my dad to that state before he was before he even before he even was he wasn't asked by the state, but he verified my dad. He verified his letter letter of recommendation to the, the state. So I did right now. Yeah, it's morning, so my brain doesn't work quite very well. I'm not much of a talker, so I'm not introverted so now. Ah. you're doing great I think that's amazing that's real perseverance and 
it just shows how much you care and how much you want to find that help for your dad. And I'm really proud to have gotten a hold of you and to hear that story. It's really important. And I'm glad that the listeners will get to hear it too. Yeah, I hope it works because the last option was you, mom. I was kind of a being pushy this whole time, uh, kind of a blowing your screen by taxing and everything. Uh, I was insisting and everything. Um, I kind of apologize, but so I had to do it and I kind of did it. No, I appreciate it. It's hard. Um, I mean, I'm a single mom and it's very difficult to try to balance all the things, but I can tell that, you know, you had a story that needed to get told and this was a really great way to tell it. And I think it will matter to the listeners and I'm hoping it will help for your father too. Yeah. Thank you, mom. Thank you for the opportunity and thanks for the chance. Yeah. I know you, I know you have your hands full, but uh, yeah. Thank you, mom. You're welcome. Um, is there anything else you'd want to share that you think people need to know? This is how it worked, mom. The moment I got up from you, a flood of things will come to me. Right now, I don't know nothing comes to me. Maybe it's because of me being for the very first time on a podcast or something. I'm an international student, okay, ma'am? I got too many friends from United States, Australia, Indonesia. So and I'm also an ambassador, okay? I'm ambassador for a piece. I have been running projects, trying to help girls to get a say in their future and everything. Uh, yeah, I got too many things to say about that's great. Yes, hey, ma'am. you can always send me, if there's something that comes to mind after we stop recording, you can send it to me and I will include it in show notes so that people know. So fear not, you can always say more. Thank you. Ma'am. Yeah, I Thank appreciate you, you, you for are... taking the time. And I want everybody who's listening, if they've made it this far, just to know that uh, our our caller is calling in at like 2.15 Afghanistan time because it's the best time to get internet access. And, you know, that also shows the high level of dedication that you can't see as a podcast viewer, but I know that that's really not easy. Yeah. What you're doing is mom's quite uh, phenomenal. You're also trying too many Afghan women to get us in their future. So I really admire, like I said, uh, like I texted you, you are the one, you're, uh, what I see, what I see in you as a woman, I admire, mom. That's quite uh, something, mom. Your kids are quite lucky to have you as their mom. So, yeah. Well, thank you. Um, Well, thanks for coming on and sharing that. That is uh, our first call-in uh, story and I'm sure that people are going to be really glad to hear it so thank you for doing that yeah thanks a lot mom I'm just wondering how to tell all of these to my dad and mom no <laughs> you have them listen to the podcast <sighs> they'll probably yeah. faint yeah they will <laughs> um you'll yeah that's a that's your decision i'll leave that one with you that's a big well i'm kind well i'm kind of um uh, uh playing chess chase uh kind of a manipulating all of their phone and everything i'm kind of a micromanaging them so they will not get that far to find so oh, I, was, wow. I have been meaning to yeah i have been meaning to surprise my dad with his the moment he gets his approval case and the moment he gets the call to you will be uh pulling out of Afghanistan I would say everything to him but 
uh, guess what? That's not going to happen. So, but I'm positive. I'm positive. Yes. That's all. Yeah. Stay positive. And we, I will help you with everything that I know how to do. And maybe that will get you some answers. So. Okay. Thank, thank you, you for thank reaching you. out. Go take Thanks a rest. <laughs> okay. Man. All right. Take care. Thanks a lot for having me. Goodbye. You bet. Bye.